imagine, if you will, your favorite movie or TV show from when you were a kid. Maybe you watched something like Drake and Josh growing up. Or maybe you're a little bit younger and you grew up singing along to Frozen. No matter what the case is, get a good picture in your head of whatever movie or TV show that you grew up really, really watching it. Now, imagine that your favorite piece of children's entertainment had a series of strange rumors surrounding it. Nothing creepy, predatory, or paranormal, but strange rumors that this piece of media was originally made for adults. And when adults hated what they saw, the production decided to move things around, add a few fart jokes here, a CGI animal there, and suddenly, there's a whole new kids movie to sell. But make no mistake, the film you watched was very much an adult movie. And once you know that, it's hard not to notice all of the strange details left behind from the original cut. The leftover violence, the strangely mature dialogue, maybe even a little bit of inappropriate sexuality, it makes the situation even stranger than it already was. When you hear stories like these, your first thought is probably, lol, it's 2023, what kind of creepypasta are you trying to feed me? And I don't blame you for thinking that. But what happens when a story like this turns out to be true? Well, what happens is you end up with a movie like 2003's Kangaroo Jack. Y'all remember Kangaroo Jack? Well, rumors have surrounded the production of this film for decades now. Rumors claiming that not only was it originally made for adults before being re-edited for children, but also rumors saying that the original version of Kangaroo Jack was a completely different movie. A movie filled with profanity, violence, even sex, complete with full frontal nudity. How true are these rumors? The answers to these questions are equally surprising, hilarious, and frustrating. Welcome to Internet Urban Legends, a Spotify original from Parcast. I'm Loie, your friendly neighborhood true believer, who is really just quite excited to dive into the history of what in the world Kangaroo Jack was actually about originally, potentially. And I am Eleanor. You know, I am a skeptic of so many things on this <laughs> podcast, but especially kangaroos. Really? I, I wouldn't say I have a fear, but I definitely side-eye them, like, really oh, heavily. They like feel the buff like, one? Yes. And also, I feel like, you know those Animorph books, like the zoo? I feel like kangaroos are a mix between, like, a human and another animal. Yeah. And I find that disquieting. Together, we are the Gruesome Twosome, and this is Internet Urban Legends. No kangaroos allowed, but we do dive deep into the darkest corners of the internet. We might find the answers we're looking for. We might scare ourselves into staying up all night. One thing is for sure, I know I've said this before, but I am happier to have you guys along for the ride than I've ever been because I only have to be faster than one of you here. Kangaroos are really suspect. Maybe there's no better way than to talk about our dislike for kangaroos before we start talking about this R-rated version of a childhood film that I'm sure so many of you remember. I feel like this is kind of a somewhat common conspiracy around some children's media, and a lot of the times there's a good bit of fact to it. But this R-rated version of Kangaroo Jack really seems to be something special. This is 
This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all, but it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. It feels like we're all being told to go on this diet, take that supplement. Ozempic will give you depression, but you know what'll cure that? Weed. Or you could try to balance your hormones. At Science Versus, we're like, what the f*** is going on? Forget the crap online and listen to Science Versus. Just the facts. Oh, and a bunch of stupid jokes. What is a ghost's favorite fruit? Booberries. That's Science VS. New season out on Spotify soon. For those of you who did not know, uh, like me, prior to researching this episode, Kangaroo Jack is a 2003 buddy comedy film that was definitely marketed to children. It stars Jerry O'Connell and Anthony Anderson, as well as model Estella Warren, along with character actors like Michael Shannon and Christopher Walken. When you see the poster for this movie, you're greeted with a grinning CGI kangaroo wearing sunglasses and a red Brooklyn sweatshirt. Above his head are the words, he stole the money, and he's not giving it back. So you might assume that the movie is about a kangaroo that stole some money and he's currently on the run, right? Well, there is a kangaroo. Uh, We know that. Kangaroo Jack, yes. He did steal money, but this movie is very much not about him. Here is the basic plot for Kangaroo Jack. So a man named Charlie and his friend Lewis are essentially ordered by this mob boss to deliver a package to a Mr. Smith in Cooper PD, Australia. The mob boss has one rule. He tells them, do not open that package. And of course, obviously, immediately, Lewis opens the package on the plane and he finds $50,000. When they land in Australia, they rent a car and head to Cooper PD. But along the way, they accidentally hit the famous kangaroo Jack, a kangaroo. Lewis thinks it's dead, and for some reason, he puts his jacket and his sunglasses on the kangaroo and poses for a photo, which honestly, villain of the story, I think like, that's kind of ah, sad. Why? And brave. <laughs> but then the kangaroo wakes up, kicks Charlie, deserved, honestly, and hops away with the $50,000 in the jacket. So Charlie and Lewis give chase. They are like this marsupial, literally just stole our fortune. But they crash the car and the kangaroo escapes. The men search for the kangaroo around Australia and hilarity ensues. Kangaroo Jack was released in theaters on January 17th, 2003. The film grossed $88 million worldwide on a $60 million budget, but was universally hated by critics. Witless escapade and a numbskull comedy are just a few of the things said about this movie. But virtually every critic of the film pointed something else out. This movie, which was only rated PG and again is about two dudes trying to get $50,000 in mob money from a kangaroo in the Australian outback, is quite unsuitable for young kids. For instance, there's a scene where Jerry O'Connell and Anthony Anderson spot supermodel Estella Warren, who plays a wildlife conservationist, standing right in front of them. 
The two men think she's a mirage, and Jerry O'Connell, uh, both hands, uh, grabs both of her breasts and says, hey, these feel so real. Yeah, yeah, sexual assault in the movie. Hilarious. Hilarious. Woo. Very of the time. Very Very of the time time in early 2000s, yeah. There's also this testicle joke and a scene where Acela Warren is like wearing a wet tank top under a waterfall, as well as a scene where a villain puts a knife to Jerry O'Connell's throat and snarls the words, I'm going to carve you up piece by piece. And honestly, like, is this the way the movie goes the entire time? Like, no, of course, there's like funny little jokes that are like clearly made to make kids laugh, like toilet humor, essentially. However, these are the big moments where people kind of like point it out and say, this is example number one through like 70 as to why kids should not have been watching this film. But remember, this movie was advertised every single morning on Nickelodeon, the Cartoon Network, and other children's TV outlets. Rumors have circulated across the internet, even as far back as the year that the film was released, that this wasn't just some tone-deaf kids' film, like there was something else going on here. In fact, as the rumor goes, this was never meant to be a kids' movie at all. The rumor states that Kangaroo Jack was meant to be an R-rated buddy comedy with explicit, gory violence. Like, imagine like Game of Thrones-style violence, Mm. but like (laughs) Kangaroo Jack. A lot of swearing and even full frontal nudity from star Jerry O'Connell. And you might be asking yourself, is this rumor true? Dun, dun, dun. The answer is yeah, kind of. Kangaroo Jack was 100% filmed as an R-rated buddy comedy. That part is true. Jerry O'Connell himself even said that the original cut of this movie was, quote, crazy and dirty and confirmed that he did indeed get completely naked for the role. But how true is the rest? the gory violence, all of that, the explicit swearing, we'll probably never know. What we do know is that recently we got our hands on one of the original script drafts of this film to see if we could figure out, once and for all, is the original Kangaroo Jack as insane as it sounds? Up next, we'll be talking about the original, much more risque, R-rated Kangaroo Jack. I'm Darnell Ishmael, guest host of Bass Reeves, No Master But Duty, the special four-part miniseries from Solved Murders. I am honored to take you on a journey deep into the Old West to meet one of the greatest true crime heroes you may have never known existed, Bass Reeves. No Master But Duty reveals the true story of a formerly enslaved man who went on to become one of the most legendary U.S. Deputy Marshals in the American West, bringing justice to over 3,000 criminals. Follow Solved Murders and catch all four episodes of Bass Reeves, No Master But Duty. Listen for free, only on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. 
So, you know what Kangaroo Jack actually looked like when it hit theaters in 2003. So why was it being marketed as a child's film, a film for kids, while also being incredibly vulgar and suggestive? Well, the first original draft of Kangaroo Jack's script was created by screenwriters Scott Rosenberg and Steve Bing. When talking about how they came up with the idea for the film, Scott once said that they came up with the idea while, and I quote, we were drinking in a bar, which is of course an appropriate place to come up with a kid's movie. We come up with some pretty interesting ideas when we're yeah. drinking at a bar as well. I However, have to agree, but we don't make kids content. We don't make kids content. And neither were they. <laughs> yeah, clear. Actually, yes, that's the whole thing. Like it just seems like this was never supposed to be a kid's movie. And Scott continued by saying that Steve Bing told him the story as if it had really happened to these two guys. And so Scott responded by saying, that's the greatest idea in the world. Let's sell it. It ended up being the highest selling comedy pitch ever. This script would become Down and Under, which was intended to be a cool mob comedy with plenty of thrills and sexy action for its teenage core audience. Did you hear that? Teenage core audience? But for the record, the kangaroo was always intended to be a minor character. Like, it was very much so supposed to be this buddy comedy, but Kangaroo Jack was never, ever, ever supposed to be like the poster boy, it seems. When it got pitched to him, the producer Jerry Bruckheimer loved Down and Under. His quote about why is hilarious, too. It was interesting, clever, and I hadn't seen a film with a kangaroo in years. Jerry's just been sitting in his office waiting, biding his time. For someone he's to like, get it. He's like, when will they bring me my kangaroo? Marsupial core. <laughs> Rare marsupial core. <laughs> there was just one teensy-weeny massive problem. Test audiences hated the film. For those who don't know, before a movie gets released, they're shown months and sometimes even years early to audiences who are given cards asking what they thought about the film. What was your favorite part? Who was your favorite character? What was the worst part? And so on. So the problem was that producers had already spent tens of millions of dollars on this movie, but across the board, audiences hated everything about it. Well, almost everything. There was one character that younger kids in the audiences loved, the kangaroo. And producer Jerry Bruckheimer was thinking about those test audience reactions in January 2002 when he noticed posters for a new Disney movie called Snow Dogs. Snow Dogs was rated PG, it was a Disney movie, and marketed to kids with footage of talking dogs, which is something that only happens in the movie in one dream sequence. For most of the movie, the dogs don't talk. It is like blatantly false advertising. But because of that false advertising, the film was a success. Snow Dogs was an instant hit, led by a TV ad campaign that made audiences believe that the dogs talked. And this was a light bulb moment for Jerry, who remembers telling another producer, let's make the kangaroo talk. I love that that's the solution. They just <laughs> have like, our like movie sucks. literally two straight hours of trash. <laughs> and he's like, light bulb. <laughs> what if we made it talk? And honestly, like they did. <laughs> and it worked. 
So they did. Reshoots were scheduled and a new dream sequence was filmed where the kangaroo raps. I'm going to be honest. I think mm. I did see this movie when I was younger, but this is the only thing I remember. This is the only thing I remember, too, is the kangaroo rap. Exactly. In that red sweatshirt. Yep. So not only that, but the film was gutted of all of its adult content and the title was changed to Kangaroo Jack. So suddenly this adult mob comedy was an adorable kangaroo family film. Jerry decided to emulate the Snow Dog's model of success by putting the kangaroo front and center in its ads, even going so far as to release the film on January 17th, the same date that Snow Dogs had opened just a year before. A Warner Brothers marketing chief was actually once asked if it was misleading to run TV spots with a talking kangaroo when the kangaroo barely talks in the actual film. Their response was, there's clearly a lot of kangaroo in the movie, and our exit polls indicated very strongly that a large percentage of the audience were highly satisfied with the movie. So let's recap what we know. Kangaroo Jack began as an R-rated violent buddy comedy in which the kangaroo was really just like a minor character, only to be recut and rebranded as a kid's movie after it totally tanked with test audiences. But whatever happened to the original cut of the movie? Today, unfortunately, it's considered lost media. Over the years, the R-rated cut of the film attained a sort of mythical meme status, in which people ironically tweeted things like hashtag release the R-rated kangaroo jack cut, which would like regain steam every now and then whenever star Jerry O'Connell opened up about the film in interviews. He told the Kinda Funny podcast that when he saw the trailer for the film, which focused on the kangaroo rapping to the Sugar Hill Gang song Rapper's Delight, he thought, this is crazy. This is not an animated movie about a talking kangaroo, you know. I mean, I did frontal nudity in this. To which the host of the show pitched a new hashtag. Hashtag release the O'Connell cut. I actually cannot even imagine how shocking that was for somebody who oh, yeah. knew he was in an R-rated movie and suddenly is seeing it like pitched around as a kid's film. Especially seeing it in a trailer. That's kind of funny. But I guess, yeah, actors typically don't see a film until the yeah. final cut, until it's done. However, on April 4th of 2022, a user on the Lost Media Wiki found and uploaded the screenplay for Down and Under on Google Drive. It's not clear if this was the original shooting script or an earlier draft, but the script is marked July 2nd, 1998. So it's definitely a version of the film before it became a kid's movie. I am pleased to say that we mm -hmm. read the script so that you do not have to. And you might be asking, what are some of the crazy things that were cut from this version of the movie? Like, were the rumors true? Can you really see Jerry O'Connell's nasty bits? Uh, <laughs> tell us the truth. Thank goodness you read it for us. And the truth is... Sadly, it's not that crazy. I'm so sorry to let you guys down, but it's really just kind of not. There is a lot of random swearing, probably more than like the original mm -hmm. Kangaroo Jack. There's also some more casual sexual harassment. But then again, there was already some casual sexual harassment in the final film. So I don't know. I feel like it's like it's pretty similar, which is more of a testament to the fact that a lot of adult content made its way through to the final mm -hmm. version of Kangaroo Jack. More than anything, what Down and Under has that Kangaroo Jack doesn't is a lot of dramatic dialogue between the two main characters, Charlie and Lewis, which seems to be like an intention to build up their characters as a hopeless romantic and a hopeless rock star, respectively, so two just hopeless individuals. 
One thing that's very much the same between versions is that the kangaroo is obviously not a main character. It pops up every 10 pages or so in the script from the moment it steals their money, and much like the movie, a cartoonish chase ensues each time. However, the kangaroo is not, in fact, named Jack in the script. His name is Tony Legs, because he reminds the men of a mobster they knew named Tony Legs. Like, Tony Legs the kangaroo. Tell me why I kind of prefer that. I kind of like Tony Legs. <laughs> I don't actually understand. I mean, I guess like Kangaroo Jack is a better, but Tony Legs? I would have watched a movie called Tony Legs, even as a child. I, you know, listen, I think it's it's still up for grabs, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so the most generous thing I can say about this script is that it seems to be going through a bit of an identity crisis. Down and Under in its original form is not violent or vulgar enough to be this like racy adult drama or action film. But it does have this kangaroo at the center of it mm-hmm. that could definitely appeal to kids. So honestly... Based on this version of the script, it seems kind of obvious that you could have just cut out a few things and slapped like some wacky marketing on it and called it a kid's film. I'm honestly not surprised that they went down this route. And the fact that they had kids in the test audience like seems to imply that potentially this was something they were considering from the start. I think the most damning part of all of this after reading the OG script is that we never see Charlie, Jerry O'Connell's character, get naked. So like, what is going on there? Did this man lie about being naked? Was that like a PR stunt? Like what was happening? Jerry O'Connell has said, and this is a direct quote, they immediately tested the film the second they had a cut of it. And everyone was like, I was going to take my kids to this. They thought it was about a talking kangaroo because they said it was about a kangaroo with a jacket on it. They went, I can't take my kids to this, you know? He's saying the F word and there's nudity. It's a dirty movie. Where, Jerry? Where's the dirty movie? Give it to me right now. I want to watch the dirty movie. Well, we did a word search of the script for the word fuck, and we did find it twice. So in the original film of Down and Under, they were going to say the F word. Wow. And that would not have made it for a children's movie. So, of course, it was taken out. We may never know just what the R-rated cut of Kangaroo Jack is like. However, if it's anything like this script, then literally everything about the movie is a lie. We were promised a buddy comedy with a talking kangaroo, and we got this weird half-baked kids movie where the kangaroo appears for less than five minutes. We were promised Jerry O'Connell naked and a lot of violence and swearing, but we got... Well, I mean, the same movie that was released, but like a lot more boring. Clearly, they put a lot of money into making this film, realized it was absolutely going to tank. Straight booty cheeks. Tank. And they were like, well, can't have that. So what did they do? They watered it down and made it as palatable as humanly possible and really like dragged in the things that test audiences loved. I think that the numbers that we see around how much money this movie eventually made, because it seems like it did fairly well, really show that like the scamming of it all indeed worked. Like kids were watching this film, thinking that they would see a talking kangaroo. And even though it was just a little dream sequence for a lot of children, they were like, yeah, rapping kangaroo it's like what what a simpler time what a simpler time not only like critically before rotten tomatoes had a stranglehold on even like casual moviegoers but now i feel like 
like teenagers and young mm-hmm. adults who were watching Kangaroo Jack have kids now. Even some of the kids probably have like kids now. Yeah. And they're all online. Like you can't get away with this anymore. Oh, Just no. selling an entire movie on like one little gag. Not that no. I can think of. I'm sure there's an example. We have kind of a different problem now where like I feel like a lot of films, we've seen this recently with everyone keeps saying it about that movie Megan. And they've also said it about Don't Worry Darling. That they show the entire film in the trailers. Oh, yeah. Like the entire thing is spoiled through the trailers. So we kind of have that problem as opposed to this problem, Mm -hmm. which is where a movie makes it look like it's something entirely different than it is by the trailers. That is such a good point. Mm -hmm. I feel like past a teaser, I never watch a trailer because it's always going to spoil the entire thing. Yeah. Like the best moment. I'm sure that the R-rated cut is out there somewhere. I like to believe that one day it will resurface. If not for us, if not for the people, then for Jerry O'Connell. Because he seems really sad <laughs> that the he OG really cut. does. And honestly, I understand that. Like, his entire character was seemingly, like, dumbed down to nothing but, like, somebody who is chasing around this kangaroo that the kids all thought was, like, the hero yes, of the film. as opposed to the nuanced naked man. Maybe one day. We will see the R-rated cut of Kangaroo Jack. Did you guys watch Kangaroo Jack growing up? Did you ever think it was mayhaps a bit inappropriate then? And what do you think about it now, knowing the R-rated origins of this film? Let us know all over social media by using hashtag gruesome We would love to hear from you. Thank you all so much for listening. We are once again your hosts, Loie and Eleanor, also known as the Gruesome Twosome, and we have loved this deep dive into the world of internet urban legends with all of you. You can find all episodes of the podcast, Internet Urban Legends, for free exclusively on Spotify. Don't forget to follow the podcast so we can continue bringing you a new disturbing mystery each and every week. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Loeybug and at Snitchery and support our show by following at Parcast on Instagram and at Parcast Network on Twitter. Stay gruesome, friends. Internet Urban Legends is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler from Parcast, Slash Management, and Ed Simpson, Fanny Baudry, and Leah Sutherland from Wheelhouse DNA. Sound design by Ron Shapiro with associate sound design by Jamie Ryan. It is produced by Jonathan Ratliff, Gemma Waters, John Cohen, Kristen Acevedo, and Chelsea Parker, and is associate produced by Gitu Mehra and Tracy Levy. Research and script writing provided by Jed Bookout. And we're your hosts, Loie Lane and Eleanor Barnes, a.k.a. The Gruesome Twosome. I'm Darnell Ishmael. This February on Solved Murders, join me for a four-part miniseries on the incredible life and career of Bass Reeves, one of the preeminent U.S. Deputy Marshals in the American West. In Bass Reeves' No Master But Duty, discover how a man born into slavery took freedom by force and brought over 3,000 criminals to justice, including his own son. Follow Solved Murders and catch all four episodes of Bass Reeves, No Master But Duty. Listen for free, only on Spotify.